Welcome to From Uniforms to Unicorns. This podcast is all about our experience as female corrections officers, our challenges, our triumphs, and our transitions out of the career. Lauren and I have always had a significant bond friends, moms, and business owners that happen to be in prison. Life attempted to separate us, but we always found a way back to each other through huge life milestones, tragedy, and random text messages saying, I thought of you today. We know there's huge curiosity surrounding these topics, and we aren't the only ones that struggle. There are also incredible stories just waiting to be shared, and we want this to be a safe place for us and you to talk about the often unspoken world of corrections. Grab a coffee, head out on a walk, or just take a break. Let me warn you, we have no idea what we're doing. From uniforms to uniforms. From Uniforms to Unicorns is sponsored by Brand 47 Coffee, which was founded by Holly and Alex, both first responders looking to create a sustainable business to pass on to their two sons with Down syndrome, Jax and Nico. Thinking about the future has always been in the forefront of their heads for their boys, creating meaningful employment and independence as adults. The only way to do that was to create it. Brand 47 Coffee Co. provides the most unique and fun-flavored coffee. Seriously, it is so good. Our Mine and Sharon's favorite is the Coco Loco. It's coconut-infused. It is to die for. All of their coffee is small-batched and roasted to order. They are incredible people doing incredible things. Their vision is to keep the world caffeinated, to stay special, and be extra. You can find them at brand47coffee.com. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Lauren. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Back at her. Back at her. Back in the studio, I Back should Back in say. the studio. Recording in the studio. Yeah, you should see this chaos see the, studio yeah, the right setup, now. The setup in the studio. <laughs> Hope you're doing good. I missed you. You weren't feeling too well last week. Yeah, last week we were sick. We did not yeah. have the vid. Thank goodness. We just had colds, but it went through our whole household and yeah, back at it this week. So yeah. Awesome. Thanks for being Good. patient with me, friend. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I've learned, right? Yeah. Um, well, we're back in the studio and today we've got Rachel Dent joining us um, and she does equine therapy. And so we are really excited and I want to learn all about it because I know nothing about it. So Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on ladies. Um, thanks yeah. for being here. <laughs> no problem. So I am the owner and senior facilitator at flare equine experience, which stands for facilitating life skills and relationships. We just have an awesomely unique way of doing that. And that's alongside the horses because they have a unique ability to kind of navigate through stuff that we may not even know that we need to go through. Cool. I Very love awesome. that. Yeah. I would have never, um, like that's not even on my radar, right. As a way to, yeah. to heal. So that's awesome. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you said it's called flare equine experience experience. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, so tell us how you got into Flair, how you got, how you got, back it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. This wasn't always your gig, right? 
uh, no, I wasn't even around horses. I wasn't the girl that wanted to have the pony. I wasn't the kid that was at the track trying to get uh, my hands on horses. I, uh, my background is really like just helping people in general and dogs. So it's a whole different realm of, <laughs> I pretty much just jumped into it. Uh, so it was kind of crazy for a bit, but I think it's the backstory of not only my personal experience of life, but also my experience as a first responder for the last 13 years now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it kind of, um, my dad really wasn't in the picture and my mom was a shift worker. So, um, two reasons I kind of came out as uh, LGBTQ community when I was younger and she disowned me for four years of my life. And I was raised by my grandparents. So with all of that, I kind of obviously had some depression, um, some like abandonment and all of those self-esteem things that kind of come with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then that's kind of where I actually found uh, volunteer firefighting too. It kind of gave me a purpose through the depression uh, which obviously it stuck because 13 years later, I'm still running out the door to calls. <laughs> <laughs> but in doing that, going through all of those things, I know the lack of uh, resources in my province anyways, um, not only for the LGBT community, but first responders, um, more so like our spouses and our families. Uh, there's really not a lot of resources available. And the ones that we do have are really tapped out. And in my opinion, they're kind of old school. Not everybody just wants to sit in an office and talk to somebody anymore. Um, so then I, uh, moved to where I am now five years ago. And that's when there was horses on the property. And I figured that if I could come off a fatal or a horrible call from firefighting and just go stand with the horses. I didn't even have to do anything. Sometimes I didn't even, I wasn't even around the horses. I was just mucking out the stalls and throwing shit around really. (laughs) Um, To be able to do that for 15 to 20 minutes and then be able to go ask my family and my kids how their day was without there being that massive difference. I knew there had to be a way to just offer that general experience with horses for anybody and everybody, whether it was somebody who was struggling, somebody who just wanted something different in nature, or whether it was like a corporate organization looking for team building. Totally. Right. And we, we know that even first responders or anybody who has time to um, de-escalate from their day, like even at a drive, right? Uh, so many people in COVID have said, like, I work from home, so I don't have that ability to disconnect. So you literally walk out of the office and you're dealing with kids coming home from school. You go back to the office. You don't have that time to decompress, right? Um, and there's so there's so much power in that, especially in being around animals. I didn't understand. I grew up with cats. And I, I was actually attacked by a cat like two or three years ago and like hospitalized. That's how significant the attack was. Oh my God. So I don't love cats um, (laughs) anymore, but I grew up with cats, but I never found like healing 
in the cat, but then we got a dog. My kids convinced me. And sometimes I just need to be in my bed with my dog for five minutes. And I'm a totally different person. Mm -hmm. Just like laying there. I'll talk to him. I, you know, I, he is, yeah, he's my, he's my little buddy. And I didn't think I would ever feel like that. Even when people would post something on social media about like, you know, I had to let my dog go. And it's like, I'm, I'm like, it's a dog, everybody. And now I'm just like bawling when I see that they had like your whole post recently, Rachel, with your, I was like, oh my God, that's terrible, right? Oh, I totally get it now where that animal can be such a healing place for someone to connect or disconnect, right? So, okay, so you move onto this property. Is this like a place that you're renting that you're just like, oh, I'm here. I might as well help. Yep. Okay. Yep, just renting. And then the, there was a few horses and, uh, like I said, it just kind of, it was really interesting because I've had dogs too, but you know, dogs kind of were there, whether I was cranky or sad or, you know, totally irritated from the day they were just there in the bed, like you were saying, which was great to navigate through. But if I was like anywhere irritated or like totally pissed off like the horses weren't coming around me and I was like what what the hell like what did I even do to you like I feed you I groom you like <laughs> come on like oh, the dog is right there how come you're not right here so it was that instant kind of self-realizations that had to happen in the moment that I was like okay this is way different than dogs or cats or things like that and it was even just kind of with helping like groom them or feed them or those kind of things. Cause in the natural environment, if they were out in the wild, they're fight or flight period, that's how they're made up. So they don't change that piece just because they're domesticated with us. So if they're feeling something internally that I may not even know, they were picking up on it way before I could, it was sometimes hours later that I would be like, okay, all right. I was irritated because this happened. That makes sense on why they wouldn't be around me now. And the ability wow. to like re assess and say, okay, delete the irritation, go back out, see if the irritation has been deleted. If the mm -hmm. animal comes to me, is that mm -hmm. kind of how it works? A, a little bit. Um, more so it's like, they're not saying that we can't have all of these things. They're just saying that while we have these things, we need to be in the moment with them to navigate through it. So sometimes it was like not knowing why they were never around me and then going, okay, just breathe, do a stall. Okay, let's go back out. And then you can still be depressed in those moments or still have ang like anxiety during those moments, but at least you're in the moment right beside the horse. And then they're like, okay, now let's figure this out. Very cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Because who knew, right, that they could have that connection to you? You're not even to you, like to your spirit, right? They've they're yeah. connected, right? Oh, amazing. Totally. Yeah, it's phenomenal to watch. Seriously, mm -hmm. like I feel so honored and blessed to be able to to offer this to people because you can see people just totally switch within forty five minutes. It's so cool. So is, is that what, uh, so when, when somebody, would somebody come to you for the, the therapy and then it's like 45 minutes with a horse and how does it all work? 
Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, and really, I think that's what puts us aside from a lot of places is that um, we just let it happen naturally. So if somebody is, just for an example, say, struggling with anxiety, and it's a real big accomplishment for them to even come to the barn. So when they get to the hay bale that's kind of just being stored and they can see the horses and we end up just chit-chatting by the hay bale for 45 minutes, then that's what we do. But there is programs that are obviously a little bit more structured to um, objectively driven skills, essentially. So the arena would be set up in a certain way that you would have to navigate through your through the obstacles with your horse and during that obviously that brings up anxieties or frustrations or you know just full-on emotional breakdowns because the horse is kind of not doing what you want or doing it really well and so it kind of gives me as a facilitator just that opportunity to have a different dialogue than most resources out there it's kind of like your crystal ball. Like the, the horse is like the crystal ball for you to see into the soul of the right? They They give you more information than I'm, I'm sure that we do, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. totally. Because their body language is speaking through the whole thing. And that's what I'm watching. I'm not even watching the human most of the time. I'm watching the horse and the body language and how it's reacting to what the individual or the group is kind of um, navigating through. Wow. wow yeah that and see here's something cool like i did a bunch of um i've mentored through a a friend of mine and i'm very good at reading like people body language but i also you have to be good at that when you're a corrections officer right Mm -hmm. is there a punch coming or are we gonna (laughs) not do this with punches today right like Mm -hmm. you have to kind of be a body and and same with you right like as a firefighter if you show up on scene like you have to know body language right so you probably know you know, human body language, but to Mm -hmm. understand that other aspect of what we're not telling you in those, in those moments is so cool. I, you know, I've been, I have not actually attended any sort of like equine therapy, but I'm very connected with like Ken Praxis and a few other ones, um, through here. Uh, and a, a good friend of mine does it in Lethbridge and that's, she always says like, just to smell a horse changes, the way she feels throughout the day. Like she's like, just to smell it, just to touch it, just to, and, and she said, it's very much like grounds me in this like moment of, um, and I see, and I don't, I love horses. I love it, but I'm not like around them enough. So I, I, I kind of get it, but I don't get it. Right. So, yeah. but I, yeah. but I can see the appeal in totally. Like, and I, I don't get it at all because I'm not, I'm not like this animal lover and actually like horses, like I think they're amazing like to look at from afar, but they actually like scare me. I've been on a horse once and that when you said fight or flight, I was like, oh my God, like the that's how I felt during this like trail ride. That's why was, that's why they hated you, Sharon. They, they felt hated you. me. They felt and then it the was beginning. like because I was like a stiff, if you put like a mannequin on a horse, that's what I was like. <laughs> and I've done it once and I've never done it again because I was I was the one like scared right thinking is this horse going to take off and they no no matter how much they reassured me i just was like no i'm not i'm out right (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
that, yeah. so when you make it to Halifax, Nova Scotia, you're the type of people that I actually really enjoy doing. <laughs> okay. I'm, I, and, we should go out even, there. Not, not even in an evil way. It's just because I know that I was similar to you. I saw them uh-huh. as statistical animals from right. afar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, if you would have asked me five years ago, if I would be doing this with horses, I probably would have laughed at you and been like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome. And that, that, and I love that there's other spaces for people to go and learn and understand. Cause you can go sit in a workshop. You can go sit with a therapist and have all these, you know, different things. So to actually be there in this moment and have to yeah. take that space it's not optional, right? Like Sharon's just like, I'll just fucking jump off the horse. But if exactly, (laughs) I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I stink. I don't like how this is I don't like this. Yeah. This hurts too. This hurts your crotch. Right. So I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I remember that, but I mean, good for you because I can, I can also see it from like that person who doesn't like to talk. Right perspective and that's a huge one like even for me it's like I can attend the therapy but if I'm not in the mood to talk then you know you you just sit there I would probably make jokes and shoot the shit and say okay bye right see you later but you haven't done any work right so it's it's good in that space too right yeah and I think that that was one of the trivial points for me too is that I was doing the talk therapy and it is a great piece for, you know, somebody's toolbox of resources for sure. Um, but again, same thing. Like I would just, you know, if I wasn't in the mood or something set me off before I went, I was like, man, whatever, like, is it time yet? I don't care. But let let me go. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't want to sit in these emotions and I don't want to deal with it. So like, I'm out. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the hour. Yeah, but I hear that. I think that's where the trivial point was made for the horses is that I couldn't do that. I couldn't hide from them at all, no matter how much I tried to put on that exterior guard. Like it was like, no, like we don't care about that. We could care less what you wear. We don't care about your hairdo. Like what's going on internally that you're not telling us because that's what we're feeling and whatever it is, you need to like figure it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you need to like tell yourself awesome. like, yeah, you have be to be honest, very with honest with who you are. <laughs> yeah. So that was like on. the biggest, like bam, right in your face. Like it's right in the moment. It's right there. You can't hide from it. You can't try and like get around it with words. Cause it's all in your internal intentions. Okay. So my first initial thought is like, okay, so people come, they do this. They're like, Oh, okay. Do they come back for the horses or do they come back for like that experience? Uh, that's a great question too. And I'm going to say it's probably half and half. There are some that just have started with us five years ago. And I'm pretty positive that they just come because the horses are amazing and they feel great. Um, I think that there's also about half of the people that are so invested in, um, the experiences that they just can't get enough of how much we can offer. And they just are seeing such a benefit in their own day-to-day challenges, um, Mm -hmm. in a positive way that they just keep coming back to. 
Yeah. Um, Cause I'm, I'm thinking about like, and I'm thinking about like grounding and gratitude and all of those sorts of things that probably come from being in that moment and aware of what's happening in your body with your body language, how you're feeling emotionally, whatever. So I think like, uh, once you have that without being like, Hey, here's your homework for the week. I need you to go home and write down 10 things you're grateful for. Right. Cause <laughs> that's what I want you to do. And some people are very capable of doing that, yeah. but, but when it's like, okay, we're here, we're now, I'm going to need you to do this right now. Or you're going to get like snubbed by this horse. <laughs> you're going to have a really difficult time. Go ahead do it. And, and when they start to do it and they start to see the, the benefits coming from it, I, 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 I'm the, I'm the right, I'll write down the gratitude things. I'm totally okay with that. I, 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 I saw the benefit from that quite quickly, but I think that just having that as the, the skill set to say, nope, we're going to do it right now. This isn't something you're going to go home and try. It's not a skill I want you to develop. It's something we're going to do here and right now, and you're going to, it's going to happen. So I think that's, that would be super helpful and more, I think people are more willing to attend something like that than like, yeah. here's your 10 psychology appointments, bring back <laughs> this piece of paper when all the boxes are checked off. Right. Right. Cause we right. do get that. That's, that's something that we get as, so as a first responder, cause I know you're still in the first responder world. Am, yeah. <laughs> you never left. You never had anything that like, <laughs> not yet, no, <laughs> not not yet. yet. <laughs> but I feel like you're in a really good space to say, I can handle this thing because I do this thing on the side, right. On the side or as like a, your yeah. full-time gig. It's interesting. Cause I like, I'm writing down some notes and I wanted to also get back to that first responder piece. Cause I, I wanted to know what led you there. Like what led you to, uh, what, so you're a volunteer firefighter in Halifax. I am. Yeah. So what? Okay. What led you there? What led you to that career? So I had gone to school and specialized with um, <clears throat> healthcare and uh, specifically individuals with disabilities. And I was working in a small option group home, which was phenomenal. But I always felt like I was missing some piece of being able to help people. It may be because of my family. My grandfather was 35 years in the RCMP and my mom was a 911 dispatcher. So I think that I was missing, um, just maybe the adrenaline piece Mm -hmm. on top of the, in the moment helping piece. So, uh, I really just jumped at that too. Uh, I just went into the station, one Tuesday night and just said, Hey, like, what's the process? Is it possible? And, uh, then the rest is history for today. Wow. Yeah. Is that a busy job? Well, at my original station, it wasn't, I was a little bit further out in the country. So we were doing maybe like 50 to hundred calls a year. So that was kind of cool. They were generally all over the place calls, but um, when I moved out here, uh, that hundred switched to about like 800 calls a year. Oh, God. We are the second busiest station in all of HRM. So it's very busy. Wow. Yeah, we average about two calls a day for volunteers. Oh, That's wow. Yeah. yeah. Two calls a day? 
That's for when we are busy, that is like our quota. It's been researched and it's been looked into, but our station, when we're at our busiest, we do two calls a day. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Which is over and above like my regular life. I know it's weird to have one, but I do. (laughs) Holy crap. That is (laughs) two calls a day. Yeah. That's where you are. You're, you're on on call all the time yeah for volunteers it's pretty much any time that you're available so if i'm not doing something with the burn or i don't have anything specific going on if the pager goes i go so i could be doing grocery shopping and gotta go or you know the kids are heading out the door for something and i gotta take a different vehicle or whatever it may be that is insane I, I don't like downtime. Like, yeah. Okay. No yeah. I don't either. response, but I mean, whatever. I, <laughs> I'm the same. I'm busy. But like, uh, I was just, was I telling you that it might've been Sharon. I was telling you, uh, mm-hmm. a girlfriend of mine owns a retail store in town and I'm just like, can I come work over Christmas? And everybody's like, when are you going to do that? And I was like, Oh, on Sundays from 12 to four. And they're like, Cause that's your day off. I'm like, Oh no, I don't like days off. I'm very much a go, but I like to drop everything and go, but also, I also have a husband that's a first responder. So, and kids who can't operate without their mom. So, cause they're little, littler. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, that would, that would give me anxiety <laughs> to know yeah. that that thing could go off. But you're so, you're so grounded. And so you're just like, nah, it is, it is what it is. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's incredible. Awesome. I think that's awesome too. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, thank exactly. you to all volunteer first responders. And I had no idea. I had no idea. That is, that is crazy. Thank you very much. No problem. Mm-hmm. Then everything you do on the side to help these people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you have lots of hobbies, right? Like you play ball. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my out for sure. Yeah, right? Yeah. Cool. Okay, well, I, I want to know more. Um, how do we get a hold of you? How do people find you? Yeah, yeah. I want yeah, to that. So, yeah, right now, actually, it's really just Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, uh, just because our website is under construction to be a little bit more inclusive. Cool. Um, yeah that'll be up in the new year and running properly the way I want it. So, okay. And you offer, sorry. I just want to know what your handles are. So when we, we'll just put it out there. If you can just say them, if people are looking for you on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, like where, what can they search? If they just, yeah. If they just search flare equine experience, we're the only one. And it's F R F L A R, right? Yeah. 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 No I, Sharon. No I or no. Okay. No I. No. no. <laughs> and it stands for what again? Facilitating life skills and relationships. Yeah, there we go. That's what Flair stands for. Yeah. Got cool. It. Okay. And you're just on the East Coast, right? Yep. You're just in Halifax. Not just in Halifax, you're in Halifax. <laughs> yeah. Now, and I think you and I had a conversation about this before. So is this something that is offered? through that they do themselves or is this offered through some sort of programming or 
It's really all over the place right now. We do have okay. a few organizations that are referring to us. Um, like the Retea Parsons Society will bring individuals through the IWK hospital and their intensive programs will uh, offer people to come here. Uh, and then some other like uh, mental health and addictions facilities will send people our way. Um, but we here on the East coast are really bad for trying new things unless somebody that we know has gone and done it and had fun. So it's a lot more of like the word of mouth and individuals or teams that have come through that have said, yeah, like we went and it totally made a difference. So you should try it. That's really working more than anything else. So for the last, you, how long has flair been open for? Uh, we're heading into six years now. Six years. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. And you do uh, one-on-one and group stuff. Is that correct? Yes. And retreats yep. and workshops and all of that sort of like fun, fun stuff. Yeah. All of it. All of it. Yeah. That's awesome. It's so cool. Yeah. It's so like, uh, see Sharon, even when we like remember when we spoke with Mo. That was something like music wasn't like, of course I love music. Don't get me wrong. Like I yeah. love concerts and all of that, but like as part of the like healing journey yeah. and bringing back and grounding, like I think it's so interesting to learn what everybody does. And I, I want to experience it for myself now, now knowing what the capability yeah. of it, right? Like before it was like, oh, I don't know. I don't really like horses. Well, but we can, when I, we can go to Hal- we can go to Halifax. We can like, go to Halifax. Um, we'll yeah, go to we Halifax. need to go see Jill anyways. <laughs> Jill wants us. We need we'll to come check Jill. it all. Yeah. We'll come check it out firsthand and we'll record and then it we live. Can report back. Yes, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so awesome. good. Oh, I'm so excited. This is, I, I loved learning about like you and I jumped on that call one time and just so I was like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. And we are on the West Coast. So there's lots of people that reach out from the East Coast. And we're, we just want to know where do we send these people? How do we help these people? Because we're just a little podcast that is learning about everything. And I was like, and even someone reached out to us recently. So now I'm excited to send, send them your way. And um, yeah, that's kind of the whole the best part of all of this first responders really are the best people in, wow. you know, connecting with each other and, and, um, driving big things like this forward, because this is massive. Like I can't wait, um, to share more information with it. Yeah. Sharon, we, we <laughs> timer. timer. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been so fun to connect with people from all over. It's, it's amazing. And your story is amazing. And I was going to ask you a couple more things, going to bug you for a bit longer, but um, yes. we're, we're doing a season on reinventing yourself. So I know um, during our conversation, you mentioned a couple times already that you've reinvented yourself. So I want to hear from you, like, what does that mean for you and how have you reinvented yourself? Yeah. And I think that that's a great uh, question to be asking everybody right now. And I think, um, I definitely have done it a few times and every time has been different, um, in regards to, um, how I've navigated through it, but a few things have always been the same for me to realize that I needed to do it. And that was, um, my 
ability to really navigate through my depression or my anxieties or my PTSD was at a very low capacity and my daily things were no longer enjoyable and the things that really brought me happiness before were not there at all. And that is my sign to know that I needed to figure out a way to navigate through reinventing and becoming the person that I needed to be for myself. Um, so sometimes that was softball, sometimes that was horses, but it was really evident that those were the things that I needed to be able to become myself again and, and feel that happy and, and contributing person again. Mm-hmm. Did you recognize that in yourself or did somebody say, listen, or you saw that in yourself? I want to say the first time I definitely saw it in myself, but then years after it was definitely partners or friends that were saying like, okay, come on. Mm -hmm. If you're not seeing this, this is what I'm seeing. And this is my perspective of how I'm feeling. You need to figure your shit out. Mm -hmm. So it's been a combination Um, but with everything that's available now, it's a little bit easier for me to recognize it before those people are saying, Hey, smarten up. You literally just go out to the barn and the horse is like, pull it together, right? (laughs) (laughs) Something's not right here. (laughs) Yeah. So then the comment that was made at breakfast makes sense. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a person and a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Two validating validating sources nowadays. One of them's a horse and one of them's going close to you. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. That's so good. So good. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for sharing your story and your journey and your, um, because this is, this is super cool. I think this is going to help a lot of people, even if they don't attend your facility, but come to a spot and we're like, well, maybe that's something I should try. What, where, where can mm-hmm. I do this um, in my area? Right. Just yep. look up equine therapy and, um, yeah, get some. And it's, yeah, it's really good because what I heard from you too is two different things. You said like you go to softball, which is a physical, right. And, and horses, which are two very different things that people, uh, could recognize in themselves. They can go do something physical, whatever that may be for softball for me, it's soccer for other people. It may be whatever. I mean, it's bowling. I'm now already in a bowling league. I could see, yeah, you can get, (laughs) get out your intense, your intensity at your bowling league. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) I need something more active than that. Everybody, we need to find something new. It's okay. (laughs) It's uh, take it one pin at a time, Lauren. Right. (laughs) Yeah, but no, we have heard that from lots of people, right? A very Mm -hmm. physical outlet, a hobby, something that they really love to do. And then you said contributing. And that's like the biggest part of life is like, how do I give back? And it doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be whatever. It can be like, I've gone through this. I know how transformative it is. And you, 
I talked about something earlier and I, I can see why you would love Sharon because it's like, you would get Sharon there and like transform her. Whereas <laughs> other people, it's like, I think I might've done something, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the massive transformations that are the funnest, right? And I know this through doing like life coaching and business coaching. It's yes. like when you, you, when you get to see it, it's like, that's yeah. it. That's the whole reason I'm here. It doesn't matter how much money I've been paid. It doesn't how much time I've invested, like to watch you go from this to this, it, that's, that's the biggest payment that you could get. And, and because you yeah. have been through so many different things, it's like, I, I know, I know you and I, I'm ready to, I'm ready to break you open and watch you cry. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. That might be in there a lot. Yeah. Right. It's so, yeah, it's so, but, but that's where the healing starts, right. When you can break them open and say like, okay, yeah. we're here. We got you. You're not broken. You're we're, this is where we start. So yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I'm so lucky because uh, there's actually a, a story that uh, she actually started through the Ritea Parsons Society, um, and she was on the suicide watch for a long time and wouldn't even leave her room. So she started coming through Flair, and uh, now she has finished high school. She's got a job, and she just became a certified facilitator to do what I do. Oh, wow. So that's cool. awesome. Right. Yeah. And passion and purpose, right? Like yeah. just finding that little piece of happiness and, and giving back. Right. And that'll yeah. be the one who gets those kids. Like nobody. Oh yeah. This, right. Yeah. She's been there and she's <laughs> done, done, right. And it's, and it's not, it's not, I'm not saying like business wise, I'm saying like bringing in the kids that need that, because when you've been there, you get to say that I've come from this place look where I am now based on the following things that I did. Oh, that's amazing. That's so amazing. So good. Yeah. Very I'm good. good. Yeah. I'm good. You guys good. Well, Do thank you, you so much. That you'd like to add. Yeah. No, I think that's everything. Oh, well, that was so good. I'm so, I'm so excited to see, um, where you go and what you do. I follow you all the time. And, um, I, I will be connecting you with some people that have reached out to us from the East coast and Sharon and I are, we can't go anywhere else. Like we can't we're go packing our bags. We yeah. might as well go to we're packing our bags. You'd be ready. We're taking our studio on the road, right? We're going to do it on, on horseback. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. Right. I'm going to be Yellowstone. I'm going to be Beth Dutton by the end of this. Right. <laughs> Okay, nope. see, now we have Too to. far? Yeah. <laughs> no. Don't think it's not. Oh, see, you put out in the universe. You're done. I did. You're, I did. Out. Okay, you're out now. It's That's recorded. Right. You got it. It's, it's recorded. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again. It was so good to no see problem. you. And um, yeah, we'll be in touch. Sounds good. Thanks so much, ladies. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at From Uniforms to Unicorns uh, on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Speaker, all of those. Also feel free to subscribe. You'll be notified of new episodes that come out and we always love a review. Also feel free to share with anybody you would enjoy. We also want to send a big thank you to Jamie Green for being our podcast editor. 
and to Jeff Bale at Third Hell Music for our soundtrack. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great day. Love, Lauren and Sharon.